Well, get the Bible, go to James chapter 4. Wow, we're going to have a good time tonight. Always have a good time. James 4. I love encounters with God. I I don't know how often y'all have them, but I had a man one time that said to me, he said, I have all of my sermons planned between January 1st and December, and I went, I don't. I said, I don't know what I'm preaching Sunday till Friday and sometimes Saturday night. I pray. I pray over what the Lord wants me to do, and sometimes he'll start off going a direction I wouldn't think. But he may, he, he, this tonight going to be one of those directions, and I want to ask you to listen up because I'm going to answer a question. It's a lot of really good questions for you about getting your prayers answered and about why it, why it is that it seems like at times God is ignoring you. Do you want to know? He might be ignoring you. Is he waiting on you? He might be. James chapter 4, verse 1. This is going to, you know, this is not a scripture most people read. Uh, it's going to sound a little bit like I'm going negative on you. I'm not. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from the desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust, you don't have, you murder and covet, can't obtain, you fight in war, yet you don't have because you don't ask. You ask and you don't receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Do you think the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in you dwells jealously, yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. That's where we're going. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. He's talking to Christians here. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament, mourn, weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, your joy to gloom. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Now, you know, I'm sorry you can't, wouldn't you like to take that out of the Bible and go, I don't like that. <laughs> a lot of people don't like, don't like reading scriptures like that. And I, want, I want to talk about grace for a minute. We've heard the term grace. Many times in our life, we've heard people talk about the song Amazing Grace. I, I love sermons on the grace of God, the goodness of God, the mercies of God. So what does grace mean? What does it really mean? Well, when I was at Rama, we had a guy there named Bobby Andy, and he, and he gave a definition, uh, kind of went into the Greek language and dug up what the, what the, there's more to a word sometimes than just our short little definition. We've all heard unmerited favor, undeserved favor. But actually, it means God's supernatural ability or an ability beyond the natural. God is giving you his ability to do what you can't do. I'm going to stop right now because I want you to, I don't want you, I don't want to go through this without you thinking about what I'm saying. Can you save yourself? Can't be done. Nothing, not anything in the natural you could do to be born again. It had to be God giving you his ability to do what you can't do. So we, we would say, well, that's, that's just unmerited favor. Well, it's, it's, it's way more than unmerited favor. So grace, there's, there is a grace that, that came on you when you decided to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Without the grace of God, you couldn't have prayed. I'm going to make a statement here about our prayers. And I want you to think, so often we're asking God to do things. Where in reality, your prayers being answered have more to do with you doing what he said. And, and so there's a lot of prayers that are conditional. And, and so often we're praying that God would move past even his own word 
to answer a prayer. You're praying for salvation when he gave, already told you how to do it. I did it for you. Now, you've got to receive me as, as, uh, as, my, as Savior, and you've got to trust my ability. So, so when he makes this statement here, and I want to come back to this statement, because li- listen to this. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So is humility the key to grace? Yes, it is. It's, but, but grace is not a one-time event. And, that, and, the, and I think that so often when we are in church, we hear sermons, we're hearing it like, come to Jesus, you're saved, born again, by grace, through faith, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, almost like it's a bam, doom, done deal. But yet in James... He's actually talking to Christians about a grace that keeps you in life. There's grace to live by. So, so I'm going to just, uh, have you ever, now, now don't, don't lie or I'll send you to Washington. Just, there are liars are gathered there, so just join them, Okay. Have you ever had this thought, it's so hard to live for God? No, see, there, y'all aren't even paying attention to me. Three of you, let's go. Have you ever just had, my yoke is easy, and you're like, I don't think so. So I'm, I'm going to make a statement to you, and I want you to listen to me carefully. Christianity is impossible. I don't mean the new birth. I mean the whole ball of wax. It is all. It's impossible to be saved. It's impossible to live. So how do you do it? You don't. He's in you, living his life through you to the degree you're submitted Boy, I got you thinking, didn't I? You're like, hmm. That is the reason why some of you are like, I'm praying and not a thing in the world's happening. It not, it's not going to. He's not helping everybody. Even Christians. I know, now y'all are like, I thought y'all were going positive tonight. We're going positive. But I know you've had times when you're like, are you even listening? Maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. Maybe I'm faking an idiot out of myself just in front of y'all. Are you even listening? I mean, are you? You said right here, and I've been told that. And I'd like to tell you it happens weeks. Sometimes it happens months. Like, where are you? I hate it when he gives me sermons for you and he don't talk to me about nothing else. And I'm like... Okay, I got this. I work for you. You give me a sermon with that. What do I, what? Okay, I made an idiot myself. Okay. You cannot live supernatural. Christianity is supernatural. Not just the new birth, the whole ball of wax. You can't live it without grace. You can't, you, you can't do what he's asked you to do. So what happens is, all of the do's that we talk about, do this, do that, do this, do you're like, I'm busy. I got things to do on my own without doing all that. So what, what it is, is he said, my yoke's easy. That means that the doing is not hard. So think about this for a minute. Think about this for a minute. What would, if you are going to live for God your way, there, you don't have enough brains or energy to do it. So you will still be needing to do more at the end of the week than you did. But if you were submitted and he's living his life through you, he's living for him becomes easy. Praying is easy 
Giving is easy. Faith is easy. It's easy when grace is on it. It's hell when it isn't. And then all that we do in church becomes a religious social club. Are you coming to the seniors meeting? Oh, God, I don't need another thing to do. I'm already down at that church more. I mean, I am already. You have no idea how much time I've been giving to God. When something happened to the joy, where did it go? Where did easy go? See, pride is, people, well, the devil's proud. Well, sure the devil's proud. So what is pride? I know y'all want to know. I know you want to know. That's why I told I will do it. Self-preservation. I, I've done things God didn't ask me to do. It didn't work. I started a ministry one time for the Lord. <laughs> Wings of Freedom Ministries. Lisa and I got a computer, an 8086. Does anybody remember what an 8086 computer was? It is a glorified typewriter. It cost $1,500 for a glorified typewriter. We went and got a newsletter. I got my pilot's license, and then I prayed, and nothing happened. I went to one place where I go to a halfway house and preached. The guy got so offended because the men were getting born again. The, the owner of the halfway, he just got up and left. They didn't say goodbye. I didn't take him an offer or nothing. I just... There's one place, and in, in, in one year, I got three places to preach. I didn't, get, I didn't get enough offerings to pay the interest on the computer. And, you know, I'm praying like, God, where are you? And he goes, where are you? I said, well, I'm over here trying to start a ministry and go preach the gospel like you said. He didn't say, well, I didn't ask you to do it. He's not in it. How many of y'all have ever had failure? Just total blank failure. Oh, I've had them. If you have not had failure, you haven't you lived for God long. I, I've done all kind of stuff in this church, and God, he just didn't kiss it at all. He just didn't give a rip. He just could care less. I found out to quit doing things because it comes out of my pocket. And I don't have a lot of money in my pocket to be doing stupid stuff if he doesn't bless it. But I found out that when he does kiss it, well, one time he said, I want you to pay the building off. And I went, right, quarter of a million dollars. Snap, really? He said, you just get up and tell them what I said. How many months? You had close to thirty to 50,000, was it a month or every 20,000 a week came in for months. And the day we had the picnic, we got the last dollar on the way out the door with the, or with the Kool-Aid. God was in it. Yeah, and I'm like, thank you. Okay. So you understand all pride is is self-preservation. In other words, I got this. Now let me make a statement to you about pride. If you have it, he won't get behind it. He won't get behind it. When you have kids that are doing what they want to do, you don't get, you don't back them. Mom and dad, I'm going down to so-and-so and get an apartment and I need some money. Get a job. Yeah, but I need, get it, well, I need a car. Get a, get a second job. You know, you, you know, you have to understand that not all of our kids are actually following the plan of God for their life, and you have to let them figure out that they, you're not God, son. You're not God. And then you got some of your kids that get in the middle of the perfect will of God, and it's like, good Lord. 
They get Raptor trucks for $20,000 and everybody else pays seventy. dollars I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that starts happening to people. And it's called grace. It's called amazing grace. When, when we bought this land, I walked on this property. We only paid $125,000 for this property. And the Lord said, buy it. I had $2,000 in the bank. I, I didn't have enough. I had no money. But I, 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 I didn't need any money. I just know that needed to know that he said do it. How he's going to do it. I don't know how he's fixing to do it. But a lady came up the next week and wrote me a check for $20,000, another one for $10,000, and bam, ba, bam, ba, bam, bam, God's all over it. And I'm like, Shondi, let's rock God. Now think about that for a minute because that's what grace, grace is a supernatural ability. Now without it, you're only on your ability. You don't want it to be you. You get tired quick doing you. Thank you. One day I was praying over a person. I got a report, and um, they were real bad report. And they said, pray and pray now. It's serious. And I went in the living room, and I'm praying the Spirit, and I'm praying the Spirit, and I went, help me, Holy Spirit. And he went, what's wrong? I said, you heard the report. And he goes, there's nothing wrong with them. And I went, well, that's why you're not helping me. So I called him back on the phone, and I said, Tell me what's going on. Oh, yeah, we found out it was nothing. Have you ever been, God, let's pray about this. Let's pray about this. this." And he goes, why don't we pray about this over here? And I go, no, this is important. That over there can wait. Okay, Barbara's the only one. Barbara and Betty May are the only one understood what I just said. He's not not always on your project. But he's always on his. So listen to me. God never... Kisses disobedience. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Okay, boy. Well, here we go. Go to Galatians 6 7. There's a scripture that says, Humble yourself under the mighty, man, mighty hand of God. He will lift you up. There is, before lifting, there's always humility. Before, before, before grace, there's always humility before grace. There's always submission to God. Always submission to God. But we all have our way. We, this is the way we do it. I know, but it isn't scriptural. You might have your way, but it ain't in the Bible. Okay, let's look at this. Galatians 6, 7. Don't be deceived. God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that and that will he reap. Think about this for a minute. There, there's people who are like, God, I'm going to tell you a story now. And I know some of you have heard me tell the story. But some people here hadn't heard the story, so they need to hear it. So y'all just hear it again. Right after I got born again, I, I, I was on unemployment for $83.30 a week. And then I got a job making $125 a week, but now I'm tithing. And I'm spending gas, and they're taking taxes out. So when it's all said and done, I'm about making about $83 a week. And now I'm working instead of sitting home or fishing. And I'm thinking, okay, this, this, just, this, don't, this is not good. So I went to the Lord, and I said, I need more money. And he said, so you called me a liar. And I went, this is the feminine side of God. I'm talking about one thing. He's talking about something else. You got that, Zach? You got that? Okay, and I'm going, no, God. And so I slowed down so he would get it. I said, I need money. And he said, so you think I lied? And I went, I don't know if I understand your comment. What do you? He said, what six, Luke 6.38 said. I went, given it shall be given. I said, that's why I'm praying. I don't have any money. So you think I lied. I went, 
I guess I do. I said, why would I give money when I need money? He said, well, that's your answer. And I went, I said this to God. I'm from Georgia. I said, are you drawing a line in the dirt with me? He said, I am. I said, you're wrong. Now, he doesn't mind. I mean, he knew I just got saved. He, he's thinking, this kid's don't have a good sense. So there's mercy when you're idiot. You just don't do it later on in your life. But when, you're, when you just get saved, you get a lot of weight. With so that was when I gave the $5 and made 50 But see, I'm praying for him to do when he already told me what to do. I'm wanting him to break his rules for me. Well, y'all are, getting, y'all are deep, aren't y'all are really getting this. You know, a lot of times you're like, well, my life, well, wait a minute, let me ask you a question. Why, if you're sowing to the flesh, where did you get the idea that spiritual was going to happen? It is not. Now, I wrote something down, and I want you to think what I'm fixing to say. Just, it's really deep. It's deeper than you think. Never mind, you'll get it. When you buy a boat, a boat was designed to float in water. The way it floats is for the water to be outside, not inside. Water in the boat is useless. You don't want it. In our society today, we have become accustomed to having a certain amount of disobedience in our life, thinking it's no big deal. And, and I understand something. I've had boats where you're fishing for a few minutes and then you put on the bilge pump because there's water in it. There's a leak. Okay. Wouldn't it be good to pull the boat out, patch the boat, instead of keep going out? Because after a while... You're going to get too much water, and I've had so much water in the boat, you crank it up, and it don't move through the, it, it's sloshing, and you're cupping and McDonald's cu- dipping, you're not fishing anymore, and you just keep dipping. Wouldn't it be better to get the water out of the boat? Okay, let's, let's talk about disobedience for a minute without y'all getting quiet. Why do we think four inches of water in a boat is fine as long as we're not sinking? Why don't we just stop and fix the thing? There's no advantage to water. In, there's no advantage to it. You, when it, the Bible says submit to God, humility and submission are synonymous Sometimes you need to pull the boat out, flip it over, and go, why don't we just fix it? Now, let me give you, let me give you history in Jewish, Jewish history. In Judaism, that we have a day of the year. I think it's, it's somewhere around Yom Kippur. And y'all can help me because this is a holiday. I don't remember the exact one. But it's the one where it's the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. But what they do during that holiday is they go in their house and they clean everything. And when I say clean everything, mama, I'm talking everything. You get all leaven, all, you go in the cabinets, take everything out. You take soapy, hot soapy water. You scrub every cabinet, every floor, Everything in the house is scrubbed. Why would God do that? Why would God make them clean their house that thoroughly every year? Could there be any natural reason for it? Roaches? Predators? You you ever notice that you don't have near as much trouble with rodents when your house is clean? You ever notice you don't have much problem with disease when your house is clean, your toilet's clean? Your, a lot of the problems we had during the, the dark ages was filth. People were filthy. 
their, their, their hygiene was filthy, their, their, their bathroom situation, and it, it, plagues broke out because of filth. God gave them a way to not have those plagues. He gave you a way to not have them. It's called clean the whole house. Okay, don't just sweep the floor. I mean clean it. So I'm going to tell on Lisa. I'm going to, it's, it's good, Lisa. You won't win. I know you didn't do it. I, the other day in our cabinets, the chocolate, the, the little chocolate thing has a little lid. It don't work. And somehow or another it got dumped and I saw it up on the shelf and I picked it up and put the lid back on it. Not aware that it had dumped on that shelf and all the shelves behind it. So Lisa comes home and she sees brown all down the back of the shelves. And she said, honey, that, no, Daryl. When it's Daryl, something. I've done something bad. Can you tell me why the chocolate is all down the cabinet? I said, honey, I found the box, but I didn't see the spill. So anyway, she spent about the next two to three hours in there. And when I went back, I mean, every can is clean. I mean, every cat. I mean, she just took everything out. She said, I, she can't stand filth. Just can't stand it. And, and y'all pray for me because when I come in with my flip-flop zone and I track, track dirt in the house, I hear, Daryl Morgan. And she's in there mopping the floor and asking me, am I saved and all that kind of stuff. You come trapsing in my house with your dirty shoes on, you know. But she's that way. She's clean. But, but listen, that's a good trait. That's a good trait. You, you want a wife that cleans. And so the cabinets now, are, she, even, she even organized all of Jordan's cans for him because, you know, he, he comes in and he doubles all of our stuff in the cabinets and it's all his junk. And then our refrigerator's got all his stuff in it and all that stuff. But she cleaned it out. That, listen to me. There should be days of our life where we just get in and go, let's fix the boat. Let's just quit allowing water in the boat. Let's just fix the boat. There's no reason to have water. There's no sense in sitting here fishing with my feet and through four inches of water. I mean, I'm not going to drown, and I'm not going to go to hell. I have a life preserver, but there's... See, that's the way we think. Oh, well, I preserve. Why do you want to sink your boat? But yet our lives are so much humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Submit to God. He, he resists pride. He gives grace. What, what is, when does he give grace? When you stop and go, okay, God. I got holes in the boat. I got. I'm not talking about murder and adultery. I'm talking about complaining, chewing the guy in front of you and I four out. You just, they're just. You have a leaky life, and you can't figure out why in the world the grace isn't there. And God's going, I'm blessing you the best I can. But until you do something with that mouth of yours, until you do. I mean, I'm trying to help you, but God, you're, you're reaping what you're sowing and asking me to bless you. This isn't going to work. Sometimes you got to get your Bible out and read all those scriptures you don't like. Like I'm reading tonight. You adulterer and adulterer, don't you know that being a friend of the world, God can't stand that mess. Get the world out of you. The, the water don't belong in the boat. It belongs outside the boat. World don't belong in you. Amen. 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 Let's, let's look at another one, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. So often people, and I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'm not y'all. I'm us. Um, 9, 6. Um, 2 Corinthians 9. I say to you, he who sows sparingly, he reaps sparingly. He, he who sows bountifully, if you don't like your income, I, well, I'm praying about it. Well, honey, stop praying and do. See, submission is to do what it, 
submission, every promise of God has something you're supposed to do. Everyone, well, pastor, I don't understand. I'm praying and praying and praying, nothing's happening. What scripture are you supposed to be standing on and what is the Bible say you're supposed to be doing? You and I need to be doing what he said instead of asking him to do even though we're not doing what he said. Does that make sense? That makes sense? Okay. Um, Have you ever noticed when you do something wrong? Well, let let me go back to the internet for a minute. On my phone, if I look for anything, I will get 40 ads. And I'm like, excuse me? Why is my phone blowing up with ad after ad after ad after ad after ad? Let's talk about the devil for a minute. So often what we're doing is not big. But you shoot a hole in the bottom of your boat, even with a 22. And you leave it alone, you're going to sink. Thank you all. It's not tit for tat with Satan. It's one thing... And then he hits you 40 ways. And you're like, what just happened? And your life is in a mess. Let me just go deep here. And you're like, who opened the door and let the devil in? And you go back and it's like, that did that? Because... He comes in like a flood. Thank you all. Does that ever happen to y'all? Y'all are just like, what's going on? And, um, okay, Zach's the only one over here laughing. It ain't the Holy Spirit, I don't think. Okay. I don't want to get too deep because I don't want to tell you all about me. Go to James 1. One twenty-two. Be a doer of the word, and not a hearer only, deceiving who? Yourself. Yourself. Most prayers that people pray are asking God to move beyond the word and ignoring what he said. Most of your unanswered prayers, most of the stuff you're going through right now, is he told you to do something, and you're like, no, 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 no. The grace, you, you go, I, I don't have time to do that. That's, that's difficult. No, once the moment you get in and do it, the grace to do it comes on you, and it's easy. That's true. It's a piece of cake. It's enjoyable. I've had times in my life where praying was not easy. And I would go to the Lord and go, what gives? Several times he's pointed me back to my love walk and my, my, the way I treat certain people. Not everybody, just certain people. Not anybody in this room right now. Well, only one. No, no I'm, te- I'm teasing, I'm teasing. And... I'm, I'm, I'm praying, and I don't enjoy it. I'm reading. The Bible is like, what scripture do I want to read? No, I don't want to read that either. I don't want to read that either. I don't want to read that either. I think I'll pray a while. I don't want to pray a while either. What's going on? Remember what you said? Oh, yeah, dude. Go apologize. No, I'm not wrong. She's wrong. 
Brother Hagin said when he was on the bed of affliction that the Lord took him to worry. He said, until you clean the sin of worry up, you will never get off this bed. He said, you're afraid of dying. You're, you're worrying yourself sick. And you need to quit it and cast your cares on me before you and I can. He said, my Bible had gone dark. Now, I know, I don't know. I, I believe with all my heart, every one of us in this room have experienced this to some degree. What we need to do is look at our feet and go, there's water in this boat. Let's do, let's just, let's just, let's pull it out and just patch. Let's work on, and I don't mean I make up stuff, but I actually pray and the Lord will show me. Now this right here, I want, you need to change something. I found out how easy it is, are y'all all right, to justify actions? Well, I had a reason I said that. Say pride. pride. I'm not repenting. It's not my fault. Don't shout me down. Once you go in there and go, the Lord said to me one time, he said, nobody made you do what you did. In other words, I disobeyed God. Someone talked me into it, but I disobeyed God. And it's their fault. <laughs> and once you, once you clean up, once you clean up, all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, I love my Bible. I love to pray. And, and you, you think, I, bet I like prayed like two hours a day, and it was nothing to it. What happened? Grace begin to flood my soul. I've learned this the hard way. Y'all understand, this cost me a lot to y'all to learn this. Barbara, have you ever experienced it? You've never done it. Barbara, she's like born again. She got saved when she was three, speaking in tongues, coming out of her mother like John the Baptist. She, she just doesn't, she doesn't know what I'm talking about. Go to, Luke, go to Luke 11, and let me show you something else. Let me go to, go to Luke 11. How many things is it really, how many things is it he told us to do? How many of it, how much of it is like, well, I told you what to do about that. I told you what to do about that. I told you what you need to do about that. Faith walk is always going to be action. It's always going to be something that you and I are doing that he told, told, he told Abraham, get out of Ur of the Chaldees. There's always something he's going to give you to do. You're not doing it in your flesh. You're doing it in obedience to God. Luke 11, um, I say to you, ask and you shall be given. You seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open. When you look at me and say, I don't understand my Bible, can I tell you Why? You aren't looking. N nothing that God's going to do for you is going to fall on your head. Everything you ever learn from God will because you did like Moses and you turned aside to see the burning bush. You decided to turn aside and find out. You, getting your Bible out, getting the Word of God out, pulling aside in prayer is your way of showing God that you believe He has the answer and you don't. And, and very often, He doesn't say anything to you until He sees you seeking with all your heart. Everybody wants a million dollars if someone gives it to them, but how many people are willing to do what it takes to get it to make it? How many of y'all are willing, what is it going to take to grow in God? Well, you won't grow if you're not seeking. And you won't seek as long as you think you have the answer. Do you understand that? Humility is the secret.
to the grace of God. See, he says he gives more grace. That means aside from born, being born again, there's more grace for you. Every level you go to, there's more grace for you. And everything he's asked you to do, you can't do it in your own ability without grace. Everything he's asked you to do is impossible. That's why you don't want to do it. Well, y'all are thinking, aren't you? I know you're going like, did I get that? You know it's not possible, but do it anyway. When you shout the walls of Jericho, we're going to shout them down? All right, then, let's go shout. It might be something. See, most people, when they get sick, the, the, the idea of worship in the middle of being sick is hard to compute. Nothing hard about it. But they'd rather tell you all their problems for an hour. To, to sit and, and, and to walk by at their room when they're sick and hear them singing is almost unheard of. Amen. Well, you know, Pastor, I've been dealing with this, and let me just tell you all about what the doctor said. Are you singing? Well, you know, I tried that. No. Makes no sense. But that's what he said. Never mind, boy, I, I'm, I'm doing good here, Zach. I'm doing good. You, you just keep me going here. John 14, 21. I got a bunch of scriptures I'm going to read to you, just a bunch. John 14, 21. All of these scriptures have helped me when, when I get stuck. And I go, okay, Lord, I pray until he gives me the scripture. And then I know it's going to be connected Listen to me. Um, all Scripture is connected to um, something you're supposed to be doing. All Scriptures have a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah. Anyway, whatever. John, John 14. Um, I'll think of that word in a minute. 14.21. He who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved my father, and I'll love him, and I'll manifest. Well, I have never heard God speak. Okay? That's because you're not doing what he said. Let me ask you a question. If God doesn't answer your prayers, are you going to get a lawyer? I mean, what are you going to do if he doesn't? I mean, we're praying and trying to make God do what he said. And he, and, and he don't. He's like, I'm not, I'm ignoring you. And you're like, well, you're frustrating me. I'm going to get a lawyer. And he goes, well, they're all in hell. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. They're not. They're not. There's two or three in heaven. Um, <laughs> but have you ever, you ever wonder what are you going to do to get him, get him to keep his word? You're going to go back and say, what is it you wanting me, what do you want me to do? I'm asking you to move, but what do you want me to do? Think sometimes we have this whole thing backwards. That's why it says submit yourself under and he lifts you up. For God resists the proud, but he gives unmerited favor and supernatural ability to people who are humble. That's, we could go deep there for a minute, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lighten up on you. John 15, 7. Let's flip the page to 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you desire and it'll be done for you. Is there a quali- That's the word I want to get. Is there a qualifier for that, for that promise? There's a qualifier on all of them. Now listen to what I'm about to say. Most people don't qualify. They're sinners that don't, they're going to hell, they don't qualify. It's already a free gift, but they refuse. I know what he said, I'll tell you what I think. You don't qualify. 
Well, then you get born again, walk into a church like this and go, well, you guys believe in tongues and I don't believe. Listen, it wasn't a suggestion. He didn't ask you what you thought. It was a commandment. Well, I don't know if I like No, no man. And then he said, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying the Holy Ghost. Well, I know, but I'll tell you how I feel. No, I don't care. Well, I've been really in the dumps, praying tongues. Well, you know, I'm having, having a bad week, praying tongues. Well, you know, I don't know what to do, praying tongues. I don't know how to pray, praying tongues. Is the answer to everything, praying tongues? Yeah, praying tongues. Now, now I know you're going to ask me this question. How? I have no idea. If I, when I become, I'm not God, I'm, I'm teasing, I shouldn't tease. I'm not God, I don't have any earthly idea. I don't know how internet works, I don't know how Facebook works, and I don't know how tongues work. I have no idea how it works. But I've had times when I was absolutely, I don't want to say depressed, not clinically, almost. Whenever you're trying to fix something yourself, you get depressed. That's how you, when you're depressed, you know you are trying to fix the problem. That's called pride. And the only thing left to do is sit and pray in the Spirit. And you pray in the Spirit, you pray in the Spirit, 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 pray in the Spirit. Somewhere along the line, you're praying in the Spirit. Inside you, you go, glory to God, Jesus, Lord. Glory to God, Jesus, it's like this lion on the inside of you goes, and all of a sudden you're like, depression leaves and sickness leaves and poverty leaves and everything just leaves and you're just like, and, you, and you're going, what did I say? I have no idea. But why does God do that? Because it's stupid. And intelligent people won't do it. Only simple people will do it. Well, I don't think I understand. One lady made a statement. She goes, why do you all fall down? Because the Holy Ghost hit me. I don't see it. No need. Me neither. <laughs> why do you all act that way? I have no idea. It is fun. When it's hitting you, it's fun. Glory to God, it's fun. <laughs> But you know, you know, I can't explain it to you. But I wouldn't live another day without it the longest day I live on this planet. I mean, I'm telling you, he's gotten me out of more junk than I can even. But, but so often what he's asking you to do is just simple. If he can just get us to go. So I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to, oh, it's 8 or 2. I got to. When I was living in Athens, I woke up one night. Every, y'all know what the croup is? Anybody know what croup? That's when everybody's. <coughs> <laughs> all night long in the house. Everybody is coughing. Girls are coughing. Everybody in the house coughing. I got up and I prayed. I'm the spiritual one. God, we're all sick down here. And I'm praying in my bed. And so help me God, the Spirit of God lifted me up out of my bed, lifted me up in the air. And threw me in the floor. And I'm going, well, that was nice. He said, go downstairs and pray in the Spirit. And now I understand, when I first got saved, I didn't pray around people because I was really nervous about what people thought. I know y'all don't believe that, but I was actually shy at one time. Praying the Spirit will get you over it. And get your bowl. So I went downstairs and I'm sitting on the couch. It's about three in the morning and I'm feeling stupid. And I'm like, and the Lord said, I can't hear you. And I went, okay. He said, I still can't hear you. Now, this is the mental image I have. The neighbors have gotten out of bed and come downstairs, put a glass in their ear, and they're at the wall listening to me praying the Spirit. That's the mental image I got in my head. The neighbors are going, what's this idiot doing now? 
I mean, who's over there? I mean, are, are they Chinese or were they? Well, I mean, who's in the living room? And I'm, I'm afraid to pray out loud because in, I'm an apartment and there's apartments next door. I mean, they're right the one sheet rock away are people. And so finally, I'm, he said, I can't hear you. And I realized that he wasn't happy. So I'm, I start praying out loud. Dry, dry as a bone. Y'all know what I'm about, dry. But about five minutes, I hit what we call a gully washer. Y'all know what I'm about, just. And by now, I'm like, I said in Jesus' name. I mean, I'm fired up. 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 I tell you right now, Jesus' name. When I stood up and there's not a soul in the house crouping. And God said, okay, go to bed. And I went, that was cool. <laughs> and it was just so cool. Now, any of y'all ever, ever experienced things like this? Just, you know, the Holy Ghost. No, let's go back to this. There's grace for humility. Anytime that there's no grace, go back to what, what, is, what am I supposed to be doing? I mean, apparently I'm, I'm, I'm missing this somewhere. Okay. I'm, I'm going to quote Philippians 4. Is, is there a qualifier here? Is there a qualifier on Philippians 4? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Is there a qualifier here? One more time. Is there a qualifier? There's a qualifier. Let your gentleness be known to men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. Quit worrying about everything. By everything, prayer and supplication, with, 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 with. Listen to me. If you're not going to rejoice and you're not going to cast all your cares on the Lord and you're not going to be thankful, just stop praying. There's three qualifiers to the answered prayer. Submit. Do what he said. All right, now listen. Finally, okay, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind. That means all of the confusion in your mind will now leave when, when, when you rejoice and when you quit worrying, and when you get thankful, now, now the grace to get the prayer answered, bam, hits you, and all of a sudden God starts moving in your life because now you're doing what he said. Amen. All right, let's finish this. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true. Oh, this one's not easy. You mean I got to keep my head? Yes. Say yes. Don't, don't let, don't. Don't, don't let every thought stay, and my God, don't say what the devil said. Do you know what I'm thinking about? I, I don't want, is it God? I don't, if it's not, I don't want to know. Don't sit there and spew your junk on me on what the devil told you. I could care less what the devil told you. Well, I won't tell you how I feel. I just feel like God doesn't love me anymore. Well, then why don't you shut up and quote the word? Well, I don't feel. See, what, do you understand what we're dealing with here? You're not submissive at all. And there's no grace, and you're wanting to know why your prayers aren't getting answered. He already told you you can have what you say. Well, it doesn't work for me. He said you can have what you say, but it doesn't work for me. He said you can have what you say. You said it doesn't work. Did you understand what you just said? <laughs> Am I the only one in here that ever said a bunch of dumb stuff and couldn't understand why the word wasn't working? Yes. No. I don't want I don't, I don't to start picking on y'all, but I've... <laughs> no. Lisa's real good around the house. You know, uh, and Mark said the same thing, Lisa, about Trina. Trina, Trina will say, Mark, it, do you really want what you just said? No. Well, then I wouldn't say it. I said, I have a Trina too, God. <laughs> we all have a Trina. Do you have a Trina? You have a Trina. All right, let's look at, let's look at one more. What about Psalm 91? We're living in a time right now. Listen, listen. Did you know that confessing the word is submission? Because who's, listen, Jesus said, 
You have what you say. Listen to this. Listen, listen to this. He who dwells in a secret place, that means you, you have to dwell in a secret place. That's submission. You can't be dwelling on TV and Hallmark. You cannot be dwelling in the cowboy movies, which Lisa and I do occasionally. But anyway, some of them are stupid. But anyway, he who dwells in a secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say he's my refuge, he's my fortress, he's my God, and him I trust. He didn't say say it when you feel like it. He said say it when it doesn't look like it. Like when I'm walking around that, that, that business the other day, I'm going, <laughs> I have favor with God. I have favor with God, man. I have favor with God, man. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed. Abraham, blessing of mine. I'm telling you, my words changed that whole atmosphere of that business, just walking around in there. And all those old rough old dudes in there and the four-wheel drive dudes. Come out and give me my truck and do it all for free. I went, <laughs> Sean died. That worked. But I didn't, I felt like walking up and going, you're rude. I don't even know why I grace your business. Have y'all ever, I decided to submit. I'm going to obey God right now. This is a good time to work on my love one. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler to perish. He will cover you with his feathers. When does this happen? When you say it. Let's go down to the bottom. Um, because, verse 14, because he set his love on me, I will deliver him. If you're not setting your love on him, listen to me. You're, he's, he's not going to help you. Do y'all understand that? If you're not doing what he said, he's not going to help you. Just because you pray don't mean anything. You, you and I have, need to get the, get the water out of the boat. So I'm going to give you all an illustration here. And, and I'm going to talk about sin right now, just for a minute, just for a minute. If, 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 you, if Angela invites me over to her house for dinner, and she looks at me and says, I just want you to know that Mike's pet rattlesnake got loose today. And, uh, you know, and don't worry, Pastor, we will find it. I'm going to leave. Yep. <laughs> I could care less if she's been cooking roast all day. I am not going to sit in a living room until you find this rattlesnake. Because I don't want him to find me. Oh, he was under the couch. Oh, Pastor. Oh, God. Those are two nice holes. We'll get you to the hospital. I, no, no. Are you all out there? I, I have this thing about disobeying God. And I'm like, until you find this, until we deal with this, everything stops. And f until we find this snake, I'm not doing anything. Never mind. There, there's things in life you need to stop and patch the boat. There's just times you just need to go, let me, let me just fix, let me just, let me just patch this boat. Let me just get my Bible out and find out. How am I doing? How am I doing with God? How am I doing? Now, Lisa told me I preach on living right too much. I don't think so. Our society today is crazy. They're crazy. We, you have teenagers or kids and family members who call themselves saved. They don't even go to church. They don't even read their Bible. And they're praying. And you're, you need to look at them and go, you might want to patch your boat. You might want to get a Bible out and start working on your walk with God. Because there's way too many. I have a life vest. Oh, that's wonderful. But are, do you really want to swim home? Do you really want the boat to sink and you lose everything and swim home? You're saying, oh, I'm a Christian. Well, you have a life vest. Well, why don't you just fix your boat? And you have years. I, I work on, I work on, I, I read scriptures on the goodness of God and, and how much he loves me. And then I come over there and I read Romans 12. All of the stuff he wrote in there. And, and I can read, I'll go down and go, hmm, there's a hole there. 
There's a hole there, God. I'm not doing but I'm seeking. I believe that when God sees you seeking, I think grace hits you, even though you hadn't fixed your hole yet. I believe he sees your heart. God, I'm cleaning cabinets. I'm getting, the, I'm getting, the, I'm, I'm, today I just want to clean, I just want to clean the cabinets out. I just want to work on me and you. Making sure that I'm doing what you said because I need grace. I need that supernatural ability in my life. And when it hits you, you're, you're floored. Just like when I went down to get my truck fixed, I walked away and went, you were so good. You're just so awesome. I looked at Lisa and I said, I haven't had anybody do that since Athens, Georgia. And I wrote it in a book. I said, never had anybody say, just bring me customers. Just send me customers. I went, you fixed my truck for free and I just I went hold on a minute thank you that's grace that's good you're good thank you so much but all day I was reading my Bible cleaning me up when that hit me I went yeah thank you I know what you just said he was kind of going I like what you're doing I approve of what I saw you do you're really working on your heart aren't you I said yes sir We live in a terrible world. I need grace. I want grace. I want him. I want him on my side. I want him there. Does this make sense? I don't have time to do it. I'm out of time. But Keith Moore did a whole series on on humility. It's really a series on pride. It's a powerful series. He said Moses was the humblest man in the earth. And it's the reason for the miracles. Every man of God you've ever met that God used mightily was very submitted to God. Brother Hagin said, they've never heard him criticize another human. Now think about that. I mean, that's, that's worth working on right there. John G. Lake never criticized another man never spoke evil of any human and yet he took all of Africa and I'm reading that going okay God I'm hearing you I got water in my boat don't I yeah you do well let's patch it let's fix that does this does this help you Uh, it does me this is a powerful subject it's, it's kind of holiness, but n- not from a works point of view. It's, it's, it's living right with a reason. There's a purpose behind this. I want my boat moving through the water. I just want it going fast. I want, I want it to be unsinkable. You ready to pray? Father, tonight while I'm preaching, I know people are sitting there listening, and, and, and they're, they're making adjustments in their soul. And, and I want us to. This is what I want out of this church. I want this church to be a praying people. And when they pray, you answer. I want them to understand how that works. It doesn't happen with everybody. It doesn't happen with every Christian. There's Christians out there, Father, that are praying, and there's nothing happening. And there's Christians that are praying. It's almost like you have favorites, but you don't. What are they doing? I'm going to tell you, I know what they're doing. They're submitting, and they're, they're maintaining a humble heart. And I pray that all of us in this room would understand that tonight and realize there's a, sometimes it's on our end what you're, you're really waiting on us to make adjustments. They're not always huge. Sometimes they're minor. They may be a 22 hole, but it's enough to sink a boat. And we're going to, whatever it is, whatever you're speaking to us about, we'll be sensitive to listen to what it is you're saying to us. And we'll also seek you. Is there anything you want to say to me? Is there anything I need to make adjustments? Is there something hindering you from answering my prayer? What scripture do you want me to be doing right now? And I ask you, Father God, right now, to show us, just, just lead us and guide us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 
You know, I, I, like, I like teaching you this stuff. When I, one day when I went and got Keith Moore's tape on, on humility, I loved it and I didn't. He's all on my, every three to five minutes he would say something and I'm going, dang, I do that. And he'd go, I do that too. That hurts so good. Do you understand what I mean by that? I, I needed that. And I'm glad that he did it on a tape because he didn't look at me and go, Daryl, you're an idiot. You know what I'm talking about? It's, 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 he's in the room, but he doesn't know anything about me. And I'm able to correct me without. And then I tried to give it to Lisa, but she's too proud to listen to it. No, actually, in the, in the, in the CD, he said, when you're done with this, don't give it to your spouse. That's pride. And I went, but she needs it. No, and I. Are y'all okay? Do y'all, I pray you have a great night. Thank you for coming to church. I pray this helps you. I pray this helps you. We need to get our prayers answered. I want you to get all your prayers answered. And God wants you to get them all answered too. He wants to help us. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text... 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.